Come on, it's that time of year, our favorite series of the year. By far, the most people that we see start a relationship with Jesus Christ is during our Lights, Camera, Action series. It's starting on February 16th as well. It's a big day in Action Church, February 16th. You've got invites in your worship guides. We've got more at the Info Center. I'm telling you, there will be thousands of new people across all of our locations that join us for a service and here the life-changing, life-giving, eternity-changing gospel of Jesus Christ. So play your part, take those invites, be praying over those, invite a, a friend, family member, coworker, classmate, I'm telling you, you do not wanna miss all four weeks of Lights, Camera, Action. It is an amazing time where we take modern uh, stories, movies, and take, more importantly, biblical truth, combine those to present the gospel. Cannot wait for Lights, Camera, Action. Last announcement before I get into uh, week two of Living on Leftovers. It's on February 16th. Uh, as well, here at our Winter Park location, we're launching a Sunday evening service at 6 p.m. Church is growing, Eddie's excited. Come on, Eddie, Eddie just came out of the baptism, it was 55 degrees out there. Some people in the back are like, yeah, I don't really know. I don't really know about this 6 p.m. service. If you come to our 1045, you know we're a standing room only, overflow seating uh, most weeks, and so really an opportunity I'll talk a little bit more about it over the coming weeks, but we're really creating uh, a slightly different type of service Sunday night at 6 p.m. We are gonna have worship uh, after the message. We're gonna have a time of ministry uh, down, uh, down front, extra worship, extra prayer, uh, really believing for that to be a powerful uh, time. We've got a little bit longer service uh, as well. We'll talk more about that at the end of this message uh, and then week four of this series. Welcome to week two of Living on leftovers. I asked you last week, but I know a lot of you could be new, or maybe you've changed your mind since arguing with your spouse over the past week. How many of you love some leftovers? Who are my leftover people? Come on, leftover people. Stephanie's a huge leftover person. She doesn't eat them. She just takes them and stinks up my car with them. Got a new car recently. I've banned her. It's the first question I ask when we get home from date night. Where is your food? Because I would not like to smell it for the next three years. Come on, leftovers. Leftovers are one of those things where you just never quite know what you're getting. You know, you, you got the fridge and you got some soda. This is like my fridge in college, apparently. And so uh, just not a whole lot going on in here. Maybe you got some leftover Chinese and you just, you don't quite remember how long it was since you had Chinese. And so you're like, I don't, I don't know. So you do what Pastor John told me, Catherine does, and you do the smell test and you, I don't think so. I don't, uh, Depending on how old you are and how hungry you are and how poor you are, I don't, come on, a little soy sauce can eat anything. You know that Chinese, and you, more importantly, sushi, nobody actually likes sushi. We need an excuse to dip it in soy sauce. Like, that's all that's happening there. We're living, we're living on the leftovers. And some of our fridges are full of stuff, but we have nothing to eat. Because there's nothing fresh in our life. There's nothing that would nourish us or sustain us in our life. Let me say it this way. Leftovers are okay, but they were never meant to be a long-term solution. Like, they, they go bad. And we're taking a four-week journey, getting out of the refrigerator, out of living on leftovers, and we're adding some fresh ingredients to our life. Last week we talked about adding some fresh ingredients to our, our spiritual disciplines, that we need some spiritual meal planning. We talked about kissing last week and not what you want to do with your significant other. We talked about keep it simple, stupid. Then we gotta go back to the basics. And if you missed last week, I really think it's a foundational message for this series. 
in our church. We need some fresh ingredients when it comes to our time in the Word of God and our prayer life and our, our thankfulness. This week we're talking about some fresh ingredients for the mission of Action Church. I thought it was appropriate on our six-year anniversary to kind of get back to some fresh ingredients, back to some basics of what it looks like to be a local life-giving church. Next week, as we launch small group sign-up week, we're gonna put some fresh ingredients in our relationships. And then last week of this series, we're gonna talk about some fresh ingredients with our worship and our pursuit of God's presence. We've been in 1 Thessalonians last week. We'll be in there for the entirety of this series. 1 Thessalonians chapter five. I wanna read all the first 19 verses just to give us some context. And then we're gonna study verses 12, 13, and 14 today. Verse one, chapter five, 1 Thessalonians. Now, concerning how and when all this will happen, talking about the end times, talking about the return of Jesus. Dear brothers and sisters, we don't really need to write you, for you know quite well all, uh, you know quite well that the day of the Lord's return will come unexpectedly, like a thief in the night. You can underline that, circle that, write that down in your notes. We're gonna talk about that at the very end today. When people are saying everything is peaceful and secure, then disaster will follow them as suddenly as a pregnant woman's labor pains begin, and there will be no escape. But you aren't in the dark about these things, dear brothers and sisters, and you won't be surprised when the day of the Lord comes like a thief. For you are children of the light and of the day, and you don't belong to the darkness and night. So be on your guard, not asleep like the others. Stay alert and be clear-headed. Night is the time when people sleep and drinkers get drunk. But let us who live in the light be clear-headed, protected by the armor of faith and love, and wearing as our helmet the confidence of our salvation. For God chose to save us through our Lord Jesus Christ, not to pour out his anger on us. Christ died for us so that whether we are dead or alive when he returns, we can live with him forever. So encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. Verse 12, here's where we're gonna live today. Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work and live peacefully with each other, brothers and sisters. We urge you to warn those who are lazy, encourage those who are timid, take tender care of those who are weak, be patient, get that, be patient with everyone. See that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people. Always be joyful, never stop praying, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Do not stifle the Holy Spirit, do not scoff at prophecies, but test everything that is said. Hold on to what is good and stay away from every kind of evil. Some fresh ingredients for the, the mission of the local church, the, the body of Christ, which you and I are called to be a part of. If you've given your life to Jesus, you are called to be a part of a local body, a life-giving church, to be on mission, the great co-mission with Jesus Christ to go into the world and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, we're gonna settle that in about 27 minutes and 47 seconds. <laughs> Some fresh ingredients that I find for us today in the mission of Action Church. And I'm gonna give you five. I'd love for you to write them down. We're gonna teach on two of them today. And then I'm gonna save the other three because I really think this is kind of a two-part message. That these five ingredients not only are for the mission of Action Church, but they're also for every single one of your relationships. And next week we're gonna talk about fresh ingredients for relationships. I think these five both, both have a priority in our church and in our day-to-day -day relationships. So I wanna teach two today 
talk about the last three and then break them down next week. Does that make sense? Clear as mud. Fresh ingredients for the mission. Write this down. We see this in verse 12. It says, dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. Honor is a key ingredient. Drop down to verse 13. It says, live peacefully with each other. Unity. Unity is a huge part of the body of Christ, the mission of Jesus Christ. Go down to, uh, to verse 14. Warn those who are lazy. Uh-oh, that's next week. Correction. Correction is an ingredient for the mission of the church, but also for close relationships. It says encourage those who are timid. Encouragement is a fresh ingredient for relationships. Here's the last one. It says take tender care of those who are weak. It's compassion. That we need honor, that we need unity, that we need correction. We need encouragement and we need compassion. That these are the fresh ingredients we can stop living on leftovers, both for the mission and in our relationships. Let's dive into honor today. Verse 12, dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Honor is, a, is an interesting thing because it's way more to do with your attitude or the posture of your heart than anything else. I mean, have you ever seen somebody who has served in the armed forces when the national anthem comes on? If you're in an arena, if you're in a stadium, you can tell who has served our country with their time and given up the, the, their, their life, possibly, like the, the sacrifice that it would take, there is a different posture that they carry themselves with. And how much more, how much more should we honor God and the things of God? Like, we should be people of honor. I also need to let you know that honor, honor is a choice. It's a decision. Men and women are not always gonna deserve honor. That's why honor is a posture of the heart. It's a decision. Romans 13 says it like this. Everyone, everybody say everyone. everyone. Everybody didn't say everyone because you know where I'm going with this. You can see it on the screen. You're like, no, I don't, I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> everyone must submit to governing authorities for all authority comes from God. And those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted and they will be punished. I, I wanna break this down. There's, there's two different, really two different camps theologically with this verse. Some think that it's talking about all authority as in Roman authority uh, that Paul's writing to the church in Rome talking about honoring Roman authority. And that, that is true to a, a certain level, but there's a whole different theological camp that, that's, that Paul is writing, verses 1 through 12, and doesn't really reference Rome very much, but he references a ton, the Judean church authority, spiritual authority. And so I don't want to get into an argument today of what authority to, to, uh, to choose in which the context of this verse is written, because all scholars believe, all historians believe, all theologians believe that spiritual authority falls into Romans 13. So I just want to talk about spiritual authority today, like in your walk with Jesus that we need to choose honor. Here's when we don't choose to honor. We have to make a decision not to, to be led into sin. Honor is not obedience that leads to sin. It's not abusive. It's not manipulative. But it is required 
in almost all circumstances from believers. It's tough for us, church, because we live in a democracy. We live in a republic, but, but God operates in a kingdom of ranking and authority and of honor. And it's one of the biggest things, roadblocks, to living a life of fresh ingredients and not on the leftovers because we, we get focused on our feelings and how we're treated and what's going on in our life. We need to honor. We need to honor a few different ways. If you're taking notes, write this down. We need to honor up. We need to honor our leadership. It says in Romans 13 that all authority is God-given. There is no submission required when there's already complete agreement. I don't agree. That's not. You missed it. I don't agree with what. It doesn't matter. Honor. Honor because God instituted it. I don't understand it. Honor. We honor up. But here's, most, most places get the honor up thing, like you honor up. But that's not where it should stop. We should honor around, like our peers. I would love for Action Church to have fresh ingredients of honor for all people. You're gonna get the point in a second. It's not just honoring up. This is not a self-serving message. No, honoring around. Here's how you do that. Give people the benefit of the doubt. Like what if we just chose to honor people a little bit better? Instead of always assuming the worst and always jumping to the worst case scenario, what if we just begin to honor those around us? You know what, I bet they had a tough day. Somebody cuts you off in traffic, gives you the international sign of your number one. Come on. So I have some really, I have some Christians that are like, I don't know what that means, I have never, come on, you know. You do it underneath the door, I know, I've seen you. Giving people the benefit, the benefit of the doubt. Here's the true test of honor, honor down. Honor people who can never do anything else for you. Peer level in a workplace, in a classroom, even at church, could be mutually beneficial. Honoring up, is, it's gotta be a posture of your heart because you could just be doing it for the wrong reasons. Manipulating your boss or your pastor or your leader just because I want something, so I'm just gonna tell you what you want to hear. No, that's what's the posture of your heart. It's not lip service, it's what's in here. But here's the true test, honoring somebody, not less than you because we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, but honoring somebody that can do nothing for you. People can't do anything. And here's the last one, the most important, if we're gonna add this fresh ingredient of honor, we need to honor God. How? By having a posture in our heart, in our spirit of surrender to him. Are you surrendered to God? Write that question down in your notes and then ask it in every situation, every single day. Are you surrendered to his authority? Here's how my pastor, Pastor Chris Hodges says it. Does God have the right to be right in your life? Does God have the right to be right? We choose honor when we disagree, when our flesh says that, that can't be, but I, but I feel, but I think. This will be the bearer of bad news. 
when you feel or think differently than the authority of God, one of you is wrong. And so far, he's undefeated. So unless, unless you're coming in with something new, you know what I found, church, is most people don't reject God because God or the Bible contradicts itself. Most people reject the word of God because it contradicts them. I can't, I won't. I'm just asking to stop living on the leftovers and to add a fresh ingredient of, of honor, that we need to honor up, honor around, honor down, and we need to honor God. Verse 13, let's keep going. Next one, next fresh ingredient for us in the mission of Action Church. Show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work and live peacefully with each other. We're gonna talk about unity for just a moment. And I really wanna close down our time together next week. So I'm not gonna dive into this couple of verses because I really wanna unpack them when we have some more time next week. But I wanna give you this fresh ingredient, this thought of unity. You can think about it all week, process it, pray about it. And I really believe that it's gonna be the main takeaway for our, uh, our fresh ingredients of relationships next week. Psalm 133, how wonderful and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony. In original language, unity is used there in the Hebrew. For harmony or unity is as precious as the anointing oil that was poured over Aaron's head. He would have been the priest going into the Holy of Holies uh, in the Old Testament that ran down his beard and onto the border of his robe. Harmony or unity is as refreshing as the dew from Mount Hermon that falls on the mountains of Zion. And there the Lord has pronounced his blessing, even life everlasting. Where there is harmony, where there is unity, God brings his blessing. He says it's pleasant and it's delightful and God brings his blessing. If we are gonna be a church on mission, if this is not gonna be just six years and then trailing off, we have got to more than ever, as big as we are getting, we have got to fight for honor and we've gotta fight for harmony and unity, that we are on mission together. And this big of a family is gonna have some disagreements and that's okay because disagreements make us stronger when we get through them, but God values unity. I love, I love how the Passion Translation says it. It's just verse three. How truly wonderful and delightful to see brothers and sisters living together in sweet unity sweet unity, that we just get along, that the mission is bigger than our preference, that lost people are more important than our own preferences. I wrote down three things that unity produces. Unity from the scripture produces wonder and delight. When's the last time you stood in awe at what God was doing in your life are in the local church. But unity produces that. It says that in scripture, unity produces blessing. How many of you want to be blessed? Confused with the hands that aren't up. Nope. No blessing for me. All right. I would like blessing. Unity, here's the last one. Here's where we're gonna end next week. I'm so excited. In fact, I was supposed to teach it today and I just felt like the Holy Spirit says we need more time next week. And so unity produces strength and power. Strength and power. We're gonna talk about that next week. Let's get to verse 14 today. We need honor and unity, I'm gonna hit on these last three, uh, correction, encouragement, and compassion, and then I'm gonna uh, teach on them next week. Verse 14, brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy, 
The better uh, Greek word is unruly. Warn those who are unruly, divisive. Encourage those who are timid. A better Greek direct translation is quitters. So warn those who are unruly and divisive. Encourage those who are quitting. And take tender care of those who are weak. It says be patient, be patient with everyone. I wanna do that today. I wanna warn those who are unruly and I would like to encourage those of you who are thinking about giving up. And I would like for the Holy Spirit to show you some, some tender mercy if you are weak and you are, are hurting. And we celebrated a few weeks ago, 8,000, I think we're 8,500 plus decisions for Jesus in, in six years. There's about 20,000 of you in our database that call Action Home, about 5,000 of you show up on the weekend. <laughs> Apparently you got something more important to do other than worship God the other three Sundays of the month. I'm just throwing that out there. Let's see how that sits for a second. <laughs> Isn't that funny? You're like, I don't like that, good. It's, it's called conviction, it's from the Lord. But we're growing. But what I found is with, with growth comes some, some challenges. And, and there's, there's things that are, are happening as you, as you grow. As the table gets bigger, it gets a little more complicated. And what society and what even church people wanna do is as the table gets bigger, they wanna fight for more control. I see to tell you that's not the story at, at Action Church. Like regardless of where you come from and, and where you stand, there's a seat for you at the table. Like if you're in here today and you're a parent of young children, you have a, a young growing family, maybe you're a single mom or a single dad, but, but you have family here, there's a seat for you at the Action table. Like we have parenting one-on-one starting just next week with our small group sign-up week, Pastor John and Catherine Evans are leading that here, like investing in your parenting, raising godly kids. Like we have something for you if you are a kid in here. Well, hopefully you're not in here. We have phenomenal action kids back there at all of our locations. Can we just give it up for all the action kids workers? Like, Invite me over to your mansion in heaven. That's all I wanna say. Like I just, I will take the guest house on your residence in heaven when I get there. Action Kids, we have Action Kids Camp, which by the way, is 100% free every single summer as an outreach to our community. Like we have something for you. If you're growing a, a young family or just barely making it with your young family, come on somebody, That's, that is the dailies. We were at soccer yesterday, we had a meltdown. Pray for us. Saints pray. There's a seat for you. You know, some places, we want to, everybody to think, look, talk, just like us, and so we get stuck in a seat, but not here. We have a second seat. Apparently these seats have a lot of tape on them on the bottom, they don't slide real well. If you're a young person in here, you're welcome here. Like we don't believe that you're the next generation, we believe you are the, the now generation, that we don't have a junior Holy Spirit we don't have a youth group. Like as soon as you get out of fifth grade and middle school, life is being thrown at you, so welcome to the team. Like you can serve here, you can give here. 
I wore my new Jordans for you. Come on. City groups, student nights, momentum. You may think, why don't we have a youth group? Because I asked myself this question doing years and years of student ministry. A lot of student ministries have a lot of services, and that's fine. I'm in no way disrespecting any church model. But as I began to think about when my life was changed, and this is really defeating as a pastor who speaks for a living, but I, I didn't think of a service. I didn't think of a sermon. I thought of a someone who spoke into my life. So we've created multiple areas for our students and our college-age kids and our young adults to not have something else to attend all the time, just another place to be in relationship with somebody who loves Jesus and loves them. There's a seat for you. Very sticky seat. Should have practiced this. Seat number three. God, if you thought you were offended earlier, I need you to take a breath because these next three seats. Seat three is for the super saved. You're welcome here. I know I probably don't look like the guy that would pastor a super saved person. You're like, are you even saved? I just don't, I, I don't, I don't like that he has holes in his jeans. You're fine, you're gonna be okay. It's called fashion, read a blog, you're fine. Get on Instagram. You all right? Super saved. Like you're fighting a lot of fights that are important to you but nobody else. You're super saved. Like you, you wanna go deeper, you want more. Can I just tell you there's a seat for you at the table? We're actually glad that you're here because when you look like this, you need a lot of super safe people. <laughs> Pastor Joseph's leading the end times revelation small group at a doctorate level this semester. Like you can't get deeper. Like there's, there is a place for you. And oh, by the way, if you're super saved, you should be a super discipler. There's a thought. I need more. No, if you're super saved, you need to give more. Like we shouldn't just have it one revelation small group. Let's dive all the way in. Let's have a pre-trib and a post-trib and a mid-trib. Let's just dive, let's dive all the way into the millennium and the thousand years of new heaven, new earth. Some of you didn't even know I could use those words. Like I read a book this week. We're all good. Super saved. Lead a group, find young people. Give that knowledge and that wisdom, if it's genuine, away. Super saved. Seek for you. Go over here. This, is, this, is, this may be my favorite right here. Let's go here. I gotta make sure I put you in the right seat, you know what I mean? This is a super spiritual. You're confused with super saved. Super saved, like, really love their theology. Super spiritual, really love their feelings. Like, if it's not long enough or deep enough or, or, or confusing enough, then I don't really want it. We love you. There's a, there's a seat here. We... We need you. 
We need you to lead in worship and lead in prayer and lead in intercession and, and lead in the, the gifts of the Spirit, which we believe, and we have a place for you to do that. Encounter nights and new Sunday night services every single week and freedom curriculum and freedom weekend. Like there's a place for you to serve, but we need you to be at the table on mission. There's a seat for you. This table's getting pretty broad, pretty diverse. The variety is growing. It's gonna grow a little bit more because this next one is this next one is a little bit different than the other two. This next one. This next one is for the super sinner. You still smell like the sin from last night. You barely made it here today. There's a seat for you. See, what the enemy has done, church, the enemy has divided. And most churches, catch this, this is from God. Most churches are made up of multiple seats, but they're all the same seat. I go to this church because they're all about young families. Well, I love this church because they're all about the, the students and the young people. Well, I go to this church because they really preach the Bible. You know, like the King James Version, the only real version. You know, they, they really love the Bible. Well, I love this one because they have five-hour services and you get a concussion if you don't get caught. And I love this, sir, I love this place because they're all about outreach. They don't really ever open the Bible, but they love loving people. And I'm just here to tell you, the body of Christ, a local life-giving church that's making a difference, is not a bunch of the same seats but multiple seats coming together. So whether, whether you love three-hour sermons or three-hour worship services or three-hour bar binges, there's a seat, seat for you at the table. Man, I'm not even done yet. I'm just warming up. This seat, this seat is empty, and we'll get back to it in a second. There's a seat for everyone at the table, but. I gotta be careful, because we couldn't find a weight limit big enough for me. This, hold on. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want you to be confused that there's a seat, this, this seat's not at this table. There's a whole different group of people. Let me be really clear, if you don't know Jesus, I am not talking to you. We're Christians. You're not ready for the table. You're sitting in the I chair. Let's say it this way. You're sitting in the Y chair. Kids in high chairs are cute, but they're messy. And if you've ever been to a nice restaurant, somebody brings a kid to a nice restaurant, they're a distraction. You know why? Because they're selfish. I want, I want, I want. I throw, 
I throw insults and divisive questions. I whine about this and I whine about that. I don't like his pants. I don't. Or his shirt. If you're wondering, it's extra large shirt with women's small sleeves. I've actually never even been to a gym. I I just wish we could go deeper. I want to be fed. I'm a grown man. It's been a while since somebody fed me. And I don't know why mature Christians are asking pastors to cut up their food for them. I mean, we'll prepare it, serve it, but you got all week to read and go deeper and get you a concordance and a church history book and a little commentary. Church is called to prepare the meal, not feed it to you. That happens in Action Kids, and we stop that at about the theater. Why don't we worship longer? Why don't we worship longer? Well, God's always existed and will never cease to exist. I don't, he doesn't operate in the confines of time, so I don't think authentic worship has to have a time limit, short or long. And I'm confused if you're asking that question, how much time did you spend worshiping on your own this week? Why do we keep expanding? We're not, have you been in the parking lot? We're not even that good at this one. I liked it better. I liked it better when we were one location with one service and I knew everybody. Same scene. Why don't we pray more? Why don't we disciple more? Did you know that prayer and discipleship is not a program? It's a mandate for every believer. Oh man, y'all are way more excited about five minutes ago. I feel that. I'm going to end right here. You know who doesn't care about all the eyes and all the whys and all of the gossip and all of the excuses and all of the divisiveness? You know who doesn't care about that? People who desperately need Jesus. They don't care. They don't care what translation I just read from because they just heard that a man died for them in their sin and in their shame. They don't care. And this chair is empty, but it's not just at the table. It's at the head of the table because people that are not here yet are the people that matter the most to Jesus. And here's the thing. We need all of the seats to reach all of the people. There are different people walking in and they need to know that I'm super saved and I love to learn. We need you. And they need to know that I'm a feeler and I need to feel the presence of God. We need you. There's families and we need you. The bad news is you, you don't belong at the table when you're here. The good news is at a church like Action Church, you're always invited to take a seat. The Bible declares, be patient with everyone. And so we're just going to keep reaching. We're going to keep connecting. And you have a place here. Why is this important? We'll close with this thought. Verse 2, if you put up on the screens at all of our locations. 
For you know quite well that the day of the Lord's return will come unexpectedly. Get this, like a thief in the night. That nobody knows the day or the time or the hour. That life, life is here today and gone tomorrow. So I'm just calling you as your pastor, if you are a believer in here, we have a seat for you, but I'm just inviting you to put the bib down, take out the pacifier, put the bottle down, and come to the table with real food, in real community, in real arguments, in real disagreements, because we are called as Christians to take our seat at God's table and continue to invite lost people to join us. pray for salvation this morning. We never want to inspire you and not prepare you to take this into action. Reach Day is next week, and we're believing for a thousand people to go and reach people. Thousands of empty seats filled by lost people. And I'm telling you, those LCA invites are a first step to hundreds of people's relationship with Jesus. You're not just inviting people, you're starting the conversation. You are the intro to presenting the gospel to thousands of people. And I'm just here to tell you, we need all of us on mission at the table to keep reaching people where they are and connect them to everything God has for their life. Would you bow your heads here at Winter Park? Every head bowed, every eye closed. Sanford, Novito as well. Quickly. If you're in here today and you say, Pastor Justin, I'm, I'm either in that super center seat, I have not given my life to Jesus. You know, I don't really know where I stand, but, but I know today I'm coming in for the first time. I'm, I'm filling that empty seat for the very first time. You need to hear a couple of things. That Jesus loves you, that he lived for you, died as you, and rose again to give you victory in this life and victory for eternity. He did everything so that you and I could have a relationship with him. What's our role? What's our responsibility? Romans tells us that if we will confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that he is Lord, that everything changes. What if you did that today? You gave Jesus access to all of you. For the first time ever today is your day of salvation. Or maybe by recommitting your life, you're giving your life to Jesus today for the first time in a long time. Raise your hand right where you are, come on. Say, I need Jesus today. Hands up all over the room. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Today was for you. Holy Spirit speaking to you right now. You're starting a relationship with Jesus. 10, 15 hands up here at Winter Park. Come on, Oviedo, keep them high here. Love you, see you. Yep, proud of you in the back. Oviedo, Sanford. Come on, somebody watching online right now. God is speaking to you. Thank you, Jesus. If you raised your hand, you can put it down. Pray this in your heart as I pray it out loud. Say this, say, God, I love you. And God, I thank you for saving me. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner and I'm saved only by your grace. And I am confessing with my mouth and I'm believing in my heart that you are the Lord. And I'm giving you that place today, complete, complete and total control. I'm surrendering to your authority today. God, I thank you for this church. God, I thank you that today is a day of celebration. God, I pray today is a launch into a new season. God, all of us have some areas in our life where we're living in the eye chair or the wide chair. I pray that we would get rid of those today only by the power of God and the Holy Spirit. And we'd lay down self. 
we'd pick up our cross and our purpose. We would surrender once again to the call and the mission of Jesus Christ. And we would be used effectively to reach people where they are and connect them to everything God has for their life. We love you. We praise you today. It's in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Church, can we celebrate all the decisions? Come on, celebrate them.